Welcome to another episode of the Spoon Mob Podcast. This is a return to the mini update episode format that we've been doing. We started doing last year. We haven't done one of these in a while, but whenever somebody who's been on the podcast before has a new concept, new restaurant opening, uh, moves to a different restaurant, whatever, we reach out to them. We want to make sure that everybody always knows that it's an open invitation for them to return whenever they need or want. We just talk with them for, you know, 15, 20 minutes about whatever that new thing is that they're working on and kind of get some story behind, you know, why they're doing what they're doing. So for this episode, Silas Caton over at the Locks Bagel Shop returns. We talked to him probably a year, year and a half ago, went through his career and everything. And he just started doing Sabo sauce, which is a hot sauce he's had in the works for a long time, uh, dating all the way back to the Kosheka Cocina days. And that's now something you could purchase. It's bottled and everything. They sell it at the Locks Bagel Shop downtown here in Columbus. Uh, but he talks about they're going to have an online platform, shipping and everything. They're getting all that set up. And the taco pop-up that kind of they started that accompanies it. So they started that. Late last year, they did kind of a release for the hot sauce. And they did a taco pop-up that kind of combined with it. And they've done two just standalone taco pop-ups since. Uh, we had the pleasure of going to one in January. Food's delicious. Uh, I think probably my favorite taco that they had was like the sweet potato one. Uh, ironically, it was like the vegetarian option, but uh, I'm not a vegetarian or anything, but it was just the flavor and the seasoning and everything was just outstanding on that one. But they were all delicious. And the menu changes a little bit from each one to each one. But it's a cool format because, you know, they're basically doing it from like, you know, four to nine or five to nine or whatever. And you go online and you buy tickets and the tickets are like five bucks. And it just helps them know how much food that they're going to have to prep. And then the ticket amount comes off your bill once you order and everything, but you can show up anytime between that window. So you're not set in stone at like having to be there at 5.30 or 6 or anything like that. So we actually talk about that format, that concept of the pop-up and everything too as well. So we get into that a little bit, but you can follow him on Instagram. It's at Silas Caton, also at the Locks Bagel Shop, and then at Sabo Sauce. And they'll be updating the next taco pop-up on probably all that social media, all those Instagram accounts. And then they'll have a link uh, in their bio, I'm sure, for the online shop for Sabo Sauce once that gets online too as well. So follow us on Instagram at SpoonMob. Check out the website, SpoonMob.com. Make sure to follow, subscribe to the podcast, whatever platform that you use. And here's the conversation between me and chef managing partner Silas Caton over at the Locks Bagel Shop and Sabo Hot Sauce here in Columbus, Ohio. Glad to have you back on. Since you were on previously, the last time you were on, you debuted a hot sauce called Sabo Sauce, also doing some pop-ups, some taco pop-ups at the locks. I think you guys have done two now. What kind of led to the hot sauce? Was that something you had been working on for a while or where did that idea come from? Oh, thanks again for having me on. The hot sauce team, I actually created it was back at Cosecha. We wanted to do a house hot sauce. I said ahead of time, this is my sauce. <laughs> we can serve it here. When I leave, this is coming with me. So sure enough, when I when I ended up leaving Costasia, I, I took that recipe with me. I gave them everything else to use and I took that one with me. And then went to Lox and we tweaked it, you know, refined it, I'd like to say, and, and made it better. But same thing. We wanted a house hot sauce and I said, Well, I had this really good, you know, foundational base recipe. Let's go with that. Tasted it, you know, add a few things here and there, but developed into what it is now. And the goal is always to to bottle it, to get it on shelves in some capacity. Took a lot longer than I expected it to. Slow and surely kind of plotted along the way and got there. Uh, what, four, three and a half, four years later. So is that the next step? Put it on different shelves locally, kind of like Jack Moore did with his black cap, kind of that vein where you partner with different local businesses and stuff? 
Yeah, it's funny. I was actually getting ready to purchase like, I don't know, like 500 bottles and labels and all this stuff. And then Jack debuted his sauce in the exact same bottle. I was like, oh, not doing that. So it, was, it worked out well because it would have been awkward if I made this huge purchase. And then a day later, you know, it was literally like almost the day I was getting ready to purchase them. And I saw that. So it worked out really well with Johnny Bean. Yeah, so, so far right now, we have it on the shelf at the locks. And then Joya's up in Worthington sells it. And then we're working with a few other uh, kind of local stores and, and restaurants to get it available there as well. Online will hopefully be by the end of the month. We'll be selling online, shipping everywhere, everywhere we can ship. So that'll be nationwide and everything. Yeah, yeah. That hinges a lot on some other like licensing laws and things like that. Food safety that for crossing state lines, that's where it gets into really tricky territory. A little more scrutiny, shipping out of state. That is the goal. People at uh, St. Francis Pizza down in Cincinnati will be happy because they messaged me randomly. And I don't know if it was maybe when I did a post about the tacos that pop up that we went to or whatever, but they're like, yeah, we love the sauce. And I was like, I think, I mean, they still have it at the locks, but they'll be happy to hear that it'll be shipping available. So. Some of the crew we used to have moved out to Tacoma, Washington. So it's like they took a bottle of them up there. So I like to see it's already kind of, you know, coast to coast. Now, will there be any other variations, any other flavors, spicier, hotter, whatever? Or is it just always going to kind of be this base one? Right now, we're establishing the the base flavor, but there, it's definitely a plan to branch into other, not just not just other spice levels, but other, um, I'd say, spicy condiments, foods in general. We do, uh, at the locks, making everything spice salsa matcha, which is really, really delicious. So I could see us doing a salsa matcha at some point and jarring that and then doing some different spice levels. And we have some plans for future changes and future updates. But right now, we're just establishing the sauce as is and really trying to get that solidified as its own thing and then we'll go from there so for the taco pop-up you guys have done two january and then just recently here in march what led to that because i mean obviously you did tacos at cosecha but that's something that you're tinkering with or was it just straight out of just kind of boredom like i want to make some tacos like let's see what happens we did do one back in September as well, and it was something where we we did in September, and the goal was always to do them more frequently, and we weren't really good at taking the, the momentum and rolling with it. Started out, yeah, scratching an itch, you know, kind of wanting to do something, branch outside of bagels, which, you know, is great, 100%, love it. Trying to do something that, you know, is a little more in, in line with what some of the other, even some of the other team members in the locks wanted to do. So, you know, we have a lot of really great dudes from, from Oaxaca that, you know, they've been talking about for a while, wanting to do something. And kind of, it was a culmination of some efforts and you said, like, you know, boredom, but locks keeps us busy for sure. So it's definitely not <laughs> in place of total boredom. It's, it's more of a one into stretch your muscle a little bit, be something different and also give a platform for the hot sauce. I think the first one, September, we, we did it as kind of like a taco pop-up slash launch party. So that was kind of the first time we came out and said, hey, we're doing the sauce from the lock. We bottled it. It's on the shelf now. Also, we have tacos. Come and try on a taco, you know, buy a bottle and, you know, help support us that way to get it started. Now we did the one in January, one in March. We're going to do another one in April. The goal is to do the monthly and ideally within the you know, the same time frame of the month. So like the first or second week of the month. So people kind of know what to expect uh, as far as when to to see those scheduled. With the menu, when you're constructing it, because I mean, you can do almost anything with tacos, right? Did you have a plan going in, like you wanted to do kind of an al pastor and a chicken and a vegetarian option? Or was that just kind of what naturally came together and you'll tweak it from there going forward, changing stuff out, seasonality, whatever? I mean, it came together in trying to keep it simple in the first round. So it was, you know, all of us do beef, a pork, a chicken, a, you know, something like that. So it's kind of what can we do to represent represent all those proteins and so from that it was really just about keep it simple because we didn't know what to expect and how it would 
a how it sell, but also how we could execute on a on a big scale if we needed to. You know, obviously I've done it Kosecha, but it's different doing it in a bagel shop, trying to retrofit, you know, a taco shop into a bagel shop. And it is very tricky from a space issue. So it was really about kind of basically keeping it from a, an efficiency standpoint. From there, we've tweaked it. We've added things that aren't just tacos. We've added tostada. Just last time we added like a like a quesadilla. And it sounds really simplistic, but it's more what you'd find like in a in a food stall in Mexico, like Oaxaca specifically. Got some episode and some really awesome quesillo and some salsa in there. And then we did, we added a, a shrimp grilled shrimp dish. So we're adding a couple different things to to really expand the menu. To as we see where we can can expand and what we're capable of doing, we're adding. Um, as much as we can it's for our benefit as well as the benefit of the guests coming in we want to do more things we want to push ourselves but also we want to give a, a wider variety for people that are coming back time and time again you know give them something else to look forward to to know the menu is going to you know not re- remain static i know it's early but if it all progresses well and keeps progressing would the taco pop-up eventually leave the locks and have its own whether it's in a food hall or a food truck or its own dedicated space do you envision that or yeah, I mean, it's definitely not on our short-term radar at all. You know, right now we're we're looking at locks and trying to grow locks and grow that brand. So I would say that it is it is by no means a priority. So I think it'd be it'd be cool to keep it around as a you know the brand or as a thing we're doing and you know for the future see where that leads to. But it's definitely not a a thing that I would be opposed to long term. I think it'd be a, it'd be a blast. And I think that you know we're the city is awash with taco shops, but there's really not many that I think build a niche we're trying to do we're taking the taco the tortillas for instance we're making our own masa from you know the corn from oaxaca doing going through the whole nixtamal process grinding it freshly you know a couple hours before the pop-up hand making each tortilla so it's you know it's definitely a labor of love and i think that's something that uh, that was definitely a learning curve to get through the first couple ones and learn how to make them on that big of a scale i think with this last one we really nailed it with it with the tortilla texture and the flavor but that's something that i think really shines through and makes uh makes a taco just a step better or just a little little different than i think other ones in the area i'm a big fan of pop-ups like the format just in general because you get to as it grows you get to see it kind of evolve but the one thing that i really noticed and really liked about what you guys are doing is you have a ticketed system but it's untimed if it's three people you get three tickets you just show up between this time window but it helps you guys know how much food you have to make but it doesn't force people to stand in line kind of keeps everything moving. It's not like a reservation necessarily either. Like you're reserved for that day, four hour windows. So do you think that's something that other pop-ups will start to kind of adapt? Because you guys are kind of the first one that I've seen do that. And there's been some other pop-ups around the city that kind of did that, but then they did reservations for the front half and stuff like that too as well. So nobody's really committed to this kind of format, but I like the format. It, I think it makes it more accessible and I think it makes it less stressful for people that are like, uh, well, I want to go, but I got to go downtown. Where am I going to find a park? We got to be there at six. Da, 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 da. I like the system as well. And it, like you said, it, it helps us know an approximation of how many people are going to show up. We've had a few walk-ins. We always welcome them, them in. But you're right. It's a taco pop-up. It's not something we want people to be stressed about. We want people to show up, eat some good food, kind of at your leisure. And it gives the people a little skin in the game. Like, okay, I paid five bucks to get this ticket. Maybe they'll be a little more insistent on showing up. <laughs> you know, the $5 is kind of a negligible amount more or less just to get people just to commit to coming. But yeah, I think it's a great system. I, I would love it if more people adopted that. I think it works well for us. And then, like you said, it works well for the guests as well. We put it down. It's like a three-hour window. Kind of show up in this three-hour window. We'll feed you. You know, come when you want, be when you want. So I know you mentioned, you know, here and, and previously, I don't think it's any kept secret that you guys are looking to 
possibly open other locations around the city for the locks without giving details or anything like that. When you guys look at that expansion, there's two locations at the top of everybody's list probably right now. It's New Albany, Dublin Bridge Park. And I've asked this to a couple other people kind of in the similar boat who are possibly expanding. But when you look at that, do you look at we want to go where the foot traffic is as long as there's not a similar concept? Or do you look at like where else could we go that maybe doesn't have all of that stuff going on, but it'd still be easy for people to get to? Which do you kind of prioritize? I would say that, you know, Bridge Park, kind of the reference, use your two points of reference, like both, you know, Bridge Park and I'd say Easton are kind of the, the places that everyone talks about and tons of foot traffic. And I think that both of those places would be ideal. I think if they're just, they're very expensive in rent. At the end of the day, we're a bagel shop. I think that there's potential for either of those spots. I would say we've always kind of looked a little more towards like the New Albany Easton side of things, just because that's where Kevin, the owner, that's where he is, his, he's living right now. And him and he and his wife have really good, you know, deep connections out there with some family. And so there's a really good kind of foundation out there of support. It, it's a natural progression of where we can go as for the brand. We pull a lot of people from that area anyway. That kind of area would be our, our, our next step. And that would be, again, it's sort of, you have the foot traffic. And I think also there's not like a bagel presence out there or even a really strong, I mean, you know, at Easton, obviously there's some big breakfast options, but you know, kind of what we're doing to kind of walk in, get a quick, hopefully it's quick <laughs> sandwich and, and get out a little more casual. So I think we can fill a need in either both those areas, Bridge Park or Easton, or really while also being around a ton of people that are walking by, you know, shopping or Bridge Park. It's crazy. That place is just a madhouse on a Sunday afternoon. Blows my mind a little bit how many people are up there. Since you're having to figure out shipping for the Sabo sauce, have you discovered anything that would lead to potentially shipping bagels? I know we talked about it previously, the best way to kind of store bagels and you can vacuum seal them and, and whatnot. Is that a possibility for you guys in the future? Or is it Does it just not make sense because of the freshness and the shelf life? I don't think it makes sense for us. We get requests from people, even from family members, send me bagels. We turn it down because it's even if it was next day, it's just not the same. And it's one thing if, if it's family members where they understand what they're getting. We don't want, you know, we want to best represent the product and the locks and the brand. So most important question, last question. You know, we talked about it previous time you were on, but I think something happened with uh, the bagels. But will we get a bagel dog this year? You know, opening day is about a month away. I think so. Yes, that is that is on our on our scheduled specials list. <laughs> so that is that is the plan. Yeah, that was really disappointing last year that that did not work out well. I don't know what happened with the dough that day. There was just something where it didn't have yeast or something. We just jacked it up somehow, and it was it was pretty disappointing. So yes, that is a priority this year for sure. Like you mentioned, you guys will be doing taco pop ups with inside locks, but locks is open every day, and then the taco pop ups has its own account, Sabo Sauce. I think it's just at Sabo Sauce on Instagram. Yeah dedicated instagram for people to follow there you guys will post stuff about the the taco pop-up locks is open every day just follow both accounts keep up to date and there'll be another taco pop-up coming up in april yes yeah i think it's april 5th and 6th or 4th and 5th it's the wednesday thursday we'll be posting some stuff in the next few weeks about it and to get people the opportunity to to buy those tickets and see the menu and get more information yeah we have a little bit left in the bottle of sabo sauce in the fridge because we'll get like frozen tacos that you can get from like Costco or whatever. And they're fine. Whatever. It's just quick eating. Yeah. I mean, we use it for that. And we have a few different hot sauces from different people too. We're going to do some wings and stuff like that too and see how that goes. And there's a million hot sauces out there. 
it's a very crowded market. And I think that our, what we tried to do with ours was like, I think it's a, I think the flavor is unique, but also try to brand it a little more cleanly. Not quite so, it's so kitschy. And, and, you know, a lot of the sauces out there, the labels are kind of cartoonish and goofy. And this is trying to make it a little more cleaner looking label to stand out on the shelves. But yeah, so I think it, there's a million hot sauces in. Uh, there's a million good ones out there too. To me, it reminded me a little bit of a barbecue sauce, like Stubbs, if you've ever had it. And then the kind of heat kind of kicks in. It's not overly hot or anything. And then it just kind of slowly builds. And it's not designed to blow your mouth up by any means. It's really designed to kind of enhance the food that's on. Definitely, you know, enjoy the taco pop-up when you're there. So ease of use and coming in and everything too is definitely a plus. And I'm sure we'll be doing that again. And um, yeah, looking forward to the bagel dog too. Yeah, for sure. Me too. <laughs> so cool. Thank you so much. As always, a big thanks again to Silas for coming back on. Like I said, open invitation for anybody that's ever been on the podcast. Come back on whenever they have something. But we always want to keep everybody up to date. You can check out our website. We keep that up to date too as well. So any new information that comes out about somebody that's been on the podcast, you know, whether they open a new restaurant or close something or whatever, we keep that up to date in their profile page. So if you go to the website, there's a list of all the guests that we've had. Um, basically, top of the list is most recent. And then as you get to the bottom, that's kind of the oldest. But food photos are up there too as well. Links to all the episodes. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram at SpoonMob. Check out the website and then also follow the podcast on whatever platform that you use. Make sure to follow Silas at Silas Caton on Instagram. Also at the Lox Bagel Shop and at Sabo Sauce on Instagram too as well. So that'll keep you up to date on taco pop-ups, when the online shop goes live, new condiments as they come out too as well, um, and all that good stuff. So it's good stuff. We use it for kind of tacos here at home, you know, as like a dipping sauce or almost like a taco sauce too. It's got a nice spice level to it. It's not overly hot or anything like that. It's kind of starts off smooth and then the heat kind of builds and builds and builds, but I would highly recommend it. Um, If you never had it, I would give it a try. You know, I'm not somebody that uh, reaches for the hot sauce or anything too, too much uh, to add to different foods or anything like that. Um, I think that's more of my wife um, who usually does. But um, yeah, this is one that I definitely reach for. So I would highly recommend it if you get a chance to, to try it yourself. But that is it for this mini update episode. We have more on the way for some returning guests. Also have new episodes dropping too as well. So the mini episodes come out sporadically. So it's usually Tuesdays, 1 a.m., And then weekly uh, new episodes Thursdays at 1 a.m. So that's why you want to make sure you're subscribed or following the podcast on whatever app or platform you use. But that is it for this week. Appreciate everybody listening. Uh, Continue to help spread the word. And uh, if you're new, welcome. Uh, If you've been here for a while, thank you for your continued support. And we will talk to you guys on Thursday with a new episode.